0: Welcome to the forensic cop podcast. So Liverpool four Crystal Palace nil. That looked like a return to the good old times. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, so I gotta say, it was nice to win a game as we should be winning it, as opposed to these, uh, you know, very intense one nothing games. This felt more like just your standard um, one better team than the other beat down and. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad like for, for a change, we didn't have to nail bite and we didn't have to worry and we didn't have to, uh, you know, get a heart attack before the end of the game. Um, it felt good. Uh, what about you?
0: Yeah, yeah. Likewise. Um, I know we, we already talked about it prior to the um, COVID-19 pandemic. We were not in the best form. So I think the Southampton game was the last one where we looked this rampant. So it was nice to see again. It 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 did take me a while to get into them playing at Anfield without the crowd, but their, the seeing them playing was enough to 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 keep my focus. And then eventually, I just forgot about the empty seats.
1: Yeah, it was uh it was a little bit weird, um, especially because it's Anfield. I guess last week when it was at Anfield, I didn't care as much, but right. this time I did. Like I do get that. Um, but again, so it was nice in the way that you know get back to winning style and dominating it was nice to see the uh, uh you know the the team be able to bring on some subs like give a guy like mid time in a non-pressure situation for example or or bring on neko right because in the games we had before where we were winning one nothing to one you know you can't bring them on in those times so it was nice to actually be far enough ahead that we could give some time to these guys to help them develop
0: yeah, I agree, and we'll we'll, we'll come to um, individual player performances a little bit later. I do have some things that I want to mention about Williams. I I, I thought that um, Mane was unselfish today. Did you did you notice that? It seemed as if he 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 played very well, but he was passing a lot. Not that he's normally selfish, but there was always this. I don't want to say tension, but there's always this weird dynamic between him and Mo Salah before where um, maybe Salah doesn't tend to pass as much. And so sometimes Mane chooses not to pass as well. But today they were passing to each other, particularly Sadio Mane passing, passing the ball a lot. And it was nice to see that.
1: So Sadio did look um, really good in the way that I felt like he was more in the game as opposed to trying to control the game um, exactly. like that. That one, I remember um towards the beginning of the game. Uh, I don't have the minute written down, but uh, where he went right to the baseline and he actually managed to get a crossover where I was kind of surprised he was able to. And I got to say like nine times out of 10, he would usually try to cut back in and get something like kind of force it a bit. As opposed to in that situation, it was really well done because he got the team a chance. And it's funny you should mention it because lo and behold, I agree with you. I think Sadio was playing a lot better in terms of a team game passing a lot more looking for that and last goal of the game what happens he gets a returned
0: yeah that's right it, it looked like everybody was just playing the intensity was there but there was just a calmness and i don't know how much of it was crystal palace not really playing for anything so you know just turning up not to get thrashed but unfortunately they did anyway but yeah uh, right from the first whistle the team was very controlled and maybe in a strange way not having the crowd helped them maintain that same pace throughout because there was no oohs and ahs right or frustration or anything like that it was just simply we're the better team we're gonna play our game this is what we do the other team sitting back let's just do it
1: but it was because they were the better team like last week they were the better team Um, Well, not last week, but on Sunday, they were the better team, but they were just not um, playing in the way that it was coming across. Like even when, even before they scored, it was clear that they were a a level or two above. Um, But interestingly, so some things I did notice about the game, uh, Hendo was playing in a much more central role. Where in the last game, he was actually playing more down the wing. So he was like almost like right behind Alexander Arnold. Uh, this one, he was much more central and he looked a lot better. Um, you could tell right away that Robbo, um being on the wing made a huge difference because this time they actually used both wings to develop plays. And last week, it was just for Alexander Arnold. Like they were a little too predictable. This time, they could go back and forth. Um, so I like that. Um, but I yeah, did notice yeah. uh, sorry, last one is I did notice a lack of. Um, creativity um, from the central area. You know, like Hendo plays a good ball, but he's not particularly creative. And I saw the lack of kata there.
0: Yeah. And we, we've um, we, we talked a bit about that after the Everton game, that without Cada in the middle, the team tends not to have at, as much creativity going forward from the middle, at least. So that's certainly something for Klopp to, to look at. Um, it's... It's becoming so evident to me that, and again, we talked about this in the last podcast. But it's, it's becoming evident to me that if we don't play without both our fullbacks, Trent and Robertson, and our front three, I almost think that we should play a different formation because you bring in Origi or Milner and it, and we, and we attempt to play the same way, it just doesn't work. I'd almost prefer if we just revert to a four-four-two or just change the formation if we don't have those five players on the field.
1: So. Yes and no. What I would say is Robertson and Alexander Arnold. Yes. Um, Like I think you saw the difference when Neko came in. Um, You know, he's a young guy. He's got lots of time to improve and he didn't play badly, but you could see he was just not at that same level in terms of, uh, you know, I felt like he looked to get to the baseline and cross the more traditional style of cross um, the trioric type thing right? How often does Triori cross before he's like within six yards of the, of the baseline? Almost never. That's just the way you generally play where Alexander Arnold can cross at any time. So it puts a lot more pressure on the defense. Um, So you could see Neko doesn't do that. And then with Robertson, again, just that endless energy, the ability to run up and down. And again, I think you lost that um, in the last game against Everton. And when Genie was forced to move back into defense there to take his spot when he came out.
0: Yeah, but, but by then the game was already won and and um, Crystal Palace was not interested in attacking. So there was really no concern with that.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the other one that I kind of noticed was more on the Crystal Palace side is even though Everton played defensively, they didn't quite come back as compact as Crystal Palace. So there were a number of times that I noticed that All the Liverpool players, with the exception of uh, Allison, obviously, were actually not just within the Crystal Palace half, but the the center backs were actually ten yards in from the the half. Like it was, it was just astounding. I mean, we were getting to the point where we almost had everybody in the final third.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the Roy Hodgson team for you. And especially when they lost Zaha, then there was no outlet. So there was no, there was no risk of them hitting us on the break, even though they, they did have one or two moments where um, the, I think it was Gomez that made it a, c- a couple of mistakes. However, they didn't have the class to, to make anything of them.
1: No, I mean, I, I agree. and. Again, Crystal Palace might not have been at full strength. I don't know that it would have made a difference, frankly. Um, Liverpool was was clearly um, on for for the game, and you could see the difference. Alexander Arnold, I know we we kind of talked about him having an off game against Everton. This was not an off game. He uh, he looked good right from the beginning, and he looked dangerous. And he was his his shots and passes were landing where he wanted them.
0: Yeah, and and I think him him having that goal will help to kickstart. The, the remainder of the season, right? So so the restart. And I, I really think that the way things have lined up, having the league essentially wrapped up and having all these games against teams that really don't have anything to play for will really set us up for next season because we're going to have a short preseason. So Klopp will be able to use this time to really... Um, um, Work. yeah work with players. his players develop yeah. strategies
1: stuff like that
0: right exactly and and then hopefully we can hit the ground running next season so because what my fear was was we will start next season the way we played against Everton right Pensive, trying to get back into rhythm so I'm hoping that for the remainder of the season we just maintain that rhythm and then just hit the ground running.
1: Yeah, I mean, hopefully we can do that. Again, I'm not looking beyond the season because I think that there's a lot left to play for and a lot left to figure out. Um, One of the things I was specifically looking on this one was the free kicks because I did not like the free kicks in the Everton game. And of course, Alexander Arnold shut me up pretty fast with uh, his free kick goal. Although it's, it's one of those crazy ones where he gets a free kick goal and the next free kick that comes up, he doesn't even take it and fab I, rifled it over the over the crossbar
0: i thought that the this, this second free kick was probably a little bit too far out for trent
1: so it was a bit too far out for trent it is clearly not too far out for fab because when the hell did he get that shot oh my god so okay he missed that free kick but his goal was i mean just out of this world when when did that happen
0: And it's clearly something that he has in his locker because obviously he's scored a similar goal or from the same range against Man City. But also, if you noticed, when he had the ball, you could see Roberto Firmino urging him to shoot. So they obviously know that he has this in him.
1: Yeah, so that was the thing. When he scored on that Man Man City goal, I was like, that's amazing. I didn't know he could do that. And I just kind of like move on from it. But now... So first of all, the second goal. Now you're talking about skill, not luck. And you're right. Uh, Firmino was urging him to shoot, and again, it was it was a great spot. Nobody was coming at him. Which again, on the defenders, they've got to be a little bit smarter and play him tighter when he gets in that range. But I mean, he must be doing it in practice because they must know he can. Yeah. But but from when? I don't remember seeing this before he came to Liverpool. I don't remember this in his first year with Liverpool.
0: Yeah no he 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 rarely took shots. I, I don't know what his record was at Monaco, but um he I would like to see more free kicks taken like that. So rather than attempting to loop the ball over, it would be nice if we had some some players that would just whack it through the wall with with, with the technique that he has. Just so switching up again. Yeah.
1: So that's my thing. I I'm not even interested in in scoring on the direct shot. I'm interested in scoring on the direct shot often enough that they need to put one or two extra guys in the wall, right. and then those that one or two extra guys is not defending for the header um, that Van Dyke is going to try to take. Right. And exactly. speaking of Van Dyke headers, so when was it that uh, Van Dyke was? Oh, the corner kick, 28th minute. So this is the one where uh, on a corner, Van Dyke went for a header and yeah, he was. It was penalty. It, so here's my yeah. thing. When are they going to start? Like, when are they going to call stuff in the box and what are they going to call? Because it just seems so random right now. Like the, the two handed bear hug that gets you below the waist and could probably land you in jail for sexual assault charges that doesn't get a call in the box like what do you like that is just so clear as day and yeah you see it all the time like bear hugs and gropes and everything else happen and they call nothing
0: but i thought that earlier on this season var was calling these types of plays out um i haven't noticed var as much in the restart so i thought okay maybe they're just they just want to give it a break for a bit. However, the two today were blatant. There was that one and then there was the handball after.
1: Uh, and and again, it, the handball was incredibly unlucky um in that I think he had no intention of of doing that, but his hand was not in a his hand was not in a natural position and right. it changed the direction of the ball and took away a scoring chance. So yeah, exactly. by definition you have to call it. So yeah. again, I'm just like so the handballs maybe are one thing, but I just find like it's it's Thunderdome in the six yard box, like anything goes, and it I I just don't get it at this point. Like there are some that are just clear as day. I still think back to the one where uh, Matip got pulled, and you just see his limbs like you know flying because the guy yanked him so hard. And there was and this was like I don't know months back. And, and there's just none of these calls. Like, these are blatant, blatant fouls. Like, what is a foul on on a, a corner?
0: Yeah. To me, anyway, you, you you know how I feel about penalties, and I, I, I don't really th- agree with penalties in general as a thing.
1: You just um, think I a think. free kick inside the box?
0: Yeah, just make everything an indirect free kick or a direct free kick, whatever you want to do. But, you know, it just removes the... The um, subjectivity of, of of all the calls.
1: Well, it's funny because in the uh, in the Man U game, um, uh, they actually had a foul uh, when uh, what's his name? Their big defensive acquisition, McGuire. Um, he actually scored on a header, and uh, he basically put his hand on the defender's neck. So the guy defending him put his hand on the guy's head and neck and drove it into another player. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's a foul, but you could call that all the time. So like, is it basically forwards are the ones that are going to be called for fouls and defenders or not? Like, it feels like we're almost at that standard. I just don't know what a foul in the box is anymore.
0: Yeah. And neither does a referee or anybody else.
1: Clearly, yeah. Um, any other thoughts on the game? Any other interesting notes?
0: One question I do have is where is Adam Lalana? Is he injured? Because he wasn't on on the sub bench today or on Sunday. And we've obviously extended his contract so that he can win the title with us. But I would have assumed that he'd be on the bench at least.
1: Yeah, that's true. I hadn't actually thought about it. Um, I hadn't read anything that he's injured. Um, And you'd think maybe with Milner down, they would have uh, looked to put him in or something. But maybe they are saving that for next game. I have no idea. Um, Yeah. yeah, I mean, if if you're going to extend the guy, at least give him a game or two.
0: Yeah, so so perhaps Klopp has already maybe they've decided that he's no longer well, he is a Liverpool player, but he's no longer in the future plans. So it makes more sense to to give the younger players playing time, but they'll just bring him on for a token game here or there towards the end once everything is is done and dusted.
1: Yeah, I can maybe that's what they're looking for, give him a little run towards the end. But right now we're still playing for the title, so you know your best team plays. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did notice um, in the, just before the sixth minute, there was a header uh, goal kick. Gomez came out to uh, challenge for it and he was just miles away from it. Like he was just not muscular enough, not able to get in there. Um, but I noticed later in the game, the 84th minute, exactly the same play. This time Gomez came just like outmanned the other guy. Oh, I, I yeah, don't even I want to say out just outmanned him and said, that's my ball. what do we need for him to play that way the whole game because i I gotta be honest the header is clearly the weakest part of his game in my opinion and if he can do that like what he did at the end of the game then man he's got no problems there
0: i think what we saw today is how he plays his seasons so the first couple games he tends to ease himself back in right he's not really sure of himself he doesn't put his weight around but then once he gets into a groove and develops rhythm then he just completely bosses everything so that's kind of what i saw today where at the start he was a bit apprehensive but towards the end he knew nope you know you're, 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 you're not gonna beat me for pace or for strength
1: yeah he's uh i i hope he's starting to learn that and i hope he can look at uh van dyke and learn that consistency uh for a whole game and game after game because I think the young players have that sometimes as an issue where they have the skill, but they can't put it together for 90 minutes. And if they can put it together for 90 minutes, they can't put it together for 38 games in the season. I hope he can learn that consistency because if he's got that, it makes a huge difference.
0: But the heading is is a little bit worrisome because I was reading that it goes back to his younger days where his uh, the coaches at, at that level always called out that he's not the best header. And it, you wonder what it will take for him to learn how to head aggressively. So perhaps there's a psychological issue there. Sorry, not issue, but obstacle.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, again, in the grand scheme of things, you know, he's, he's not 6'4, So he's probably not going to be the biggest header in the box. You just kind of want him fighting a bit more. Um, hopefully that's something that can be learned, but uh, you know, if that's the only weakness that his game has, it's, you know, something I think we could live with.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's less that it, it's so so to me, the the issue I have is that he goes for headers, but he loses them, right? So well, it's, it's not almost, even I, that he loses. I, I,
1: I, I, it's that he's I not close. If,
0: yeah, I'd almost prefer if he just knew, OK, I'm not going to win this header. So I'm going to position myself right behind the defender, front of the defender, whatever. But when he goes for the headers, you can tell he's there's no way he's getting that because he doesn't look like he wants to get it you know, there's something, there's something uh, happening there. I'm I'm not
1: sure. Yeah, I I agree. I think you have it right. There's, he's going for them and I'm looking at it and thinking that's what happened in the early one. I was thinking like, you're jumping from way too far away and you're not even getting close to the guy who's going to hit the ball. Like, what are you doing? So I guess maybe in my thought, in my head, I was thinking he needs to learn the skill, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's more of a psychological thing. And you know, he's having a hard time with that. So hopefully they can work with that. Hey, didn't the Klopp hire a sports psychologist? Yeah, that's right. So maybe that should be the first thing to work on Klopp. If you need any more advice, cause you know, you always need that help. Uh, feel free to give us a call. <laughs> so again, if anyone actually thinks Klopp needs our help, I was, I was kidding. He obviously does not. He's doing just fine on his own.
0: So yeah. who was your best player?
1: Um, I don't know. That was a tough one. Um, I liked how Salah played. Um, It was good to see him back. It was good to see him dangerous. Um, I would maybe go. Sorry?
0: He should have scored that second one. Or at least he should have passed it.
1: Was he? So that was my question. So first of all, the pass to Minamino just is an easy gimme goal. So he must be selfish. He doesn't score it. So like, is he just taking it too easy? Like that's one that's really hard to explain why you don't score. I mean, I know the intensity was down because it's so late in the game, but really? <sighs> I, I think
0: that's just it. The, the intensity is not there, number one, because they know they've won the title. And number two, I'm sure halfway through the game, some of them were thinking, oh, is this a friendly or is this a real game? I'm not even sure, right?
1: Yeah, by the end of the game, you could tell a little bit that, had that cre- thinking had crept in.
0: Yeah, there's no way that, Prior to, to lockdown, um, if we're playing Arsenal, Mass City, whoever, there's no way he he just casually tries to slot that in the way he did.
1: Yeah, but you know he wants that golden boot. So, I mean... Yeah,
0: yeah. But that's my point. Um, in the moment, maybe he even forgot about that.
1: Right. Um, right. It's possible. So, I'm going to go way out there with my man of the match, and you're going to be like, what are you talking about? And I'm going to pick Genie. Really? So, and I'm going to tell you why. Because he wasn't actually spectacular in any way, but he right. had, he was strong in the midfield as he always is. Um, he had three golden chances during the game. Um, he scored on none of them, but I mean, all three of those could have at any other time gone in. It was a bit unlucky that he didn't score any of them. But the fact that he's playing as a solid midfield, um, he's Getting three prime scoring chances, which is three more than the whole other team got like in total. Like Crystal Palace didn't get one. So he's he's getting himself in good positions, finding spots, soft spots in the defense inside the six yard box. So to me, that means a lot. The other one was when needed, he was able to come back and play on cornerback. So he covered for Robo at the end of the game. So like, think of the level of versatility to be a back, play a strong holding midfield, get three golden scoring opportunities. And then the other one that that I noticed was in the 45th minute plus one, so first half extra time. um, It was in their zone, in their area, and they were kind of coming out with the ball. And Van Dijk pinched to try to get it back, and the guy went around him. So Van Dijk, it wasn't that it was a bad pinch, it was just, it was more of a of a press as opposed to an actual shot at the ball. And so the guy kind of was past him and Genie, instead of playing it the way you're actually supposed to play it, which is to run with the guy and drive him like towards the sideline. He actually jumped into the sideline path to stop the guy from running down, which basically gave Van Dyke time to turn around and come back to his natural position. And that was a really small thing, but I can guarantee you right now, his only thought at that point was my center back is out of position. I need to buy him the five seconds he needs to get back in position. That's the kind of play that is why Genie is in there. And that's why I think a lot of people don't see it, but I think Klopp sees it. So for that, I'm gonna put him as my man of the match. You?
0: Um so my man of the match, I'd pick Mane. He was just he was the one player that I just trusted completely to not lose the ball and to just control the game whenever he had the ball, to make space, to look for other players, to play the right pass. He he just played an all round great game today. And I was really happy that he also got the goal to, to encourage him to continue playing like that.
1: Yeah, and I'm actually particularly happy that he got the goal from uh, from Salah. Right. It, 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 was,
0: it was just a great play. So from Mane to Firmino to Salah to Mane.
1: Yeah, and, and I don't know if you noticed, but Salah actually passed it up with his right, not his left. Yeah. So that's a great weighted pass from a right foot. That's pretty good. I think he's been working on his right foot, so that's always a, an encouraging sign for Salah. But I agree. I think Mane had a fantastic game. Um, yeah, so I mean... just
0: going back to Kato there for a second. Yeah. Uh, sorry, not Keita, Ronaldo. Uh, the reason why I said Kato was... The thing, I I, I think now that... Wijnaldum is taking Kato's spot in the first 11. And I think that was evident by when Naby came on. He's playing with a lot more authority now than I've ever seen him. He looked like he belonged in the midfield and people were trusting him more. So he was getting a lot of the balls back. You know, the one twos were coming back to him and he was driving. And I I see that if he had started the game and he had those chances that Genie had, he would have scored at least two of those.
1: So my in my defensive genie, let's not forget um uh Barcelona last year where he came oh, in and and so he's so he's player. he's got no I don't even mean that. I mean he's got the ability to score. He scored for the national team, he scored for us in big games. So he can score. It's just, you know, sometimes again, his mindset is not even that of a forward. I think if if Klopp told him you go forward and you score goals and his mindset was different, he might have scored one of those 3 so I, I do I think hear it's also, you where you're coming from.
0: Yeah, it's it's also... So the, the goals that he scores, he's usually coming in on a run, right? Um, the ones that he misses are when he's static and he has to re- react quickly. And I've also noticed that when he plays in the midfield, sometimes when he gets the ball, you expect him... Or you expect the other players, the way they play, there's usually the one-two pass. So the one-touch pass. He... He tends to hesitate sometimes where he has a pass, but then he'll just hold it. And then he'll do that little turnaround and then he'll, he will retain the ball, but then he's missed the opportunity to do the one, two. And he seems the only player in the midfield or the front six who doesn't have that one touch or he, he's not switched on in that sense where he needs that extra second or moment to, to, to think about what he needs to do. And so I, I, I don't disagree advantage. with you. I think that's the advantage that Kata has. And, and, and I think long term the 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 first eleven would be what we saw today except replace genie with keta.
1: So I agree. Um what I'm all I'm all I'm trying to say is the guy the versatility that genie brings. Um you know would you trust Keta to go back and play a cornerback position? Left back? Yeah. No. Right. So it's like, like there's, I wouldn't
0: trust Salah to do
1: that either. Right. But but my point to it is more genie today showed his versatility as a player, he was incredibly dangerous in their six-yard box, where he could have scored any of those three. He was solid in the midfield. He made the small little plays like the one I described, and then he came back and played a, a in Rabo spot. Like he's he's. So
0: let's not pretend that Klopp is is trusting him to p- to play left back against Man City.
1: No, we're we're right. we're not going to pretend that. All I'm saying is like uh, to me. He didn't have, to me, everyone else is going to look, like you said, at what Keda's is doing. They're looking at Sala and Mane today. And those guys are going to get a lot of, you know, kudos for what they did. Today, I saw more, like when I looked at the game, I looked at it and I saw a lot of what Klopp sees. For the reason that he puts Genie out there. Because everyone's saying like, you know, why do we need Genie? He's not that showy. But today I started noticing some of that small stuff that I, I'm assuming Klopp notices, why he calls the guy, you know, the engine and the guy that he trusts in there. So that's why I made him my man of the match. Probably more stuff that I'm noticing as opposed to he's doing newly. But for me, I'm like, you know what? This guy's got a lot to offer. And so I, I'll give the kudos because again, I don't disagree with you. I think our coming next year, I think our starting nine doesn't include him.
0: Yeah, and none of that is you know he 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 played a typical genie game right however i think the time has come for us to move beyond having three workhorses in the midfield we need so i like having fabinho and henderson in there and i don't think that having genie in there cuts it against the better teams unless he's having a 9 out of 10 game
1: well i mean here's so here's again the knock against genie even though i'm saying how great he is Like you're talking about, you know, the level of the guy that we need. Think about one of the guys you just said, which is, um, fab. So fab is the holding midfielder who, if you give him a shot from 40 feet out, he's going to put it in the back of the net. Right. Like the guy that you're saying, I don't need anything from you, but to support the D is going to score. If you don't pay special attention to him within 40 yards, Mm -hmm. that's huge. Like, the ability to to have those kind of guys. And Genie doesn't bring those type of uh, uh, characteristics. You're right. He doesn't have those type of X factors that a guy like, you know, Fab has or that a guy like Kata can bring even.
0: Yeah, right. And, it, I mean, it's worked up till now, but teams are beginning to find us out and we just need a little bit more invention in the midfield and, and yeah we've already talked about this so I, th- I think we both agree
1: yeah we we do and again uh, for me it was more probably a case of noticing the small things with him and just really appreciating mm-hmm. him today um okay and so i'll i'll give him that shout out um but again if you asked me who would i rather have in there i'd rather have keita because you could tell the lack of creativity when he wasn't in there right but overall, again, fantastic game. I'm super happy. I didn't need to sit on the edge of my seat. Um, it was it was midday for us, so we got to I got to watch it with my kids, and they were excited to jump up and down four times. So that worked out great, and uh, I loved it. So fantastic for nothing. I'm glad to uh, be that one step closer to uh, winning the title.
0: So, do you care whether we win it tomorrow or next week Thursday?
1: So i don't care anymore so that's funny because i'm now at the point where and i can't believe i'm going to say this i'm actually cheering for man city to win really because i want to go there and beat man city for the title that to me is the way like you know what the storybook ending was kind of taken from us thanks to covid but we can write at least something of a storybook ending by beating the big, bad, uh, you know, cheating, spending guys on the block and winning the title like against them. So I never I, thought I'd say I want Man City to win, but I actually want them to win tomorrow so that um, we can play them uh, for the title.
0: What do you think will be worse for the Man City players for us to beat them next week and win the title or... For us to for them to lose tomorrow and for them to give us a guard of honor before the game next week um i i I'd actually prefer ha- having the guard of honor like I think that's more insulting,
1: but you know what I guess like in a way, I would assume that they had already prepared themselves for that because the forum that we had earlier it's almost kind of surprising we've taken this long to win it, so they might have mentally prepared for. Giving us the guard of honor but um i mean uh, again i i see your point i've i've now man you're winning a lot of these arguments lately yeah you know what i'm actually okay either way the the humiliation for man city will be worthwhile either way so i'm actually okay no matter what happens tomorrow i'm going to watch that game with entertainment not with any opinion
0: plus they'll have a full week of all the headlines talking about the last time Liverpool won and seeing all the pictures, they'll have a whole week to sit on it and then they'll still have to give us a guard of honor in a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, no, and, and then, you're and, right. And, and then we play a nothing game. <laughs>
1: that's well, we play a nothing game for us. They're still playing for something. No, they're kind of so far ahead. It doesn't really matter yeah. either.
0: Like, um, and especially in front of nobody like it, it's to me, to me, I, I think that's not bad.
1: Yeah. Cause I guess if we don't, if they win tomorrow, and we play against them, at least they've got something to play for. If the title's already won, they've got nothing to play for. Right. Yeah, okay, it I can even... see that.
0: <laughs>
1: it might eat them just a little bit more. You're right.
0: Yeah. So so at this point, I, it's a win-win.
1: Yeah, to me, it's a win-win. I I In a way, I want to see Liverpool take it, but in another way, you're right. The fact that if they lose, they'll have to give us the guard of Honor the week after, that's pretty good too. I, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm... It's a, it's a good moment to be a Liverpool fan. What can I say?
0: It is. It is.
1: So uh, again, great game, um exciting. Uh we're all going to watch tomorrow to see how uh how Chelsea's going to do. Uh if Man City loses, we win the title on that loss. If not, we're going to be uh going and playing them uh when is it next week? And then I we're going to try to win it next Thursday and then we're going to try to win it there.
0: I just don't want to see a tie tomorrow, that's all. Unless somebody wins yeah yeah
1: yeah let's let's get that game a proper result and then let's uh let's go and and uh either get our guard of honor or win it on their home soil
0: for more stories analysis and articles go to the forensic website